Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Yeah, those are your headlines in less than 60 seconds. And now that you've heard most of the day's news headlines, it's time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. Does your kid know what a postcard is or a floppy disk? Are you guilty of having a several nightstand? And four things you need to stop doing with your dog. It's Friday, the 27th of April, 2018. We're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Uh, if, you weren't con- if you weren't convinced that you're an old person before, this should pretty much seal it for you. A new survey showed pictures of old technology to kids who are between the ages of 6 and 18 and asked them what they were looking at. <laughs> no clue <laughs> on a lot of things. And, uh, yeah. I love the videos of uh, kids trying to figure out what to do with a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah, 5%, uh-huh. 5% of kids between 6 and 18 didn't know what it was. 5%. So that's good. You know, the rest of them knew. That's uh, good. That, that That's nice to know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 91% of the kids knew... A disposable camera when they saw it. That's pretty good. That is good. Also, Jen, this is not know how to operate. This is just know what it is. What it is. <laughs> good yeah. point. Uh, 75% of the kids could identify a typewriter, a record player, and a postcard. You know, I just saw the last week, we have a typewriter here in the area where the copy machine is. I uh-huh. was like, what is this for? And I guess they use Why it for certain, it? like... Envelopes or something? Something. I don't even know, but I'm like, what do you guys even do with this thing? Oh, I wonder if that's for mailing envelopes. What's this artifact? Yeah. I don't know, but it is kind of cool looking. Tim, don't you have one as a, a, as a knick-knack in your yes. house? It's a design piece. Is it, oh, I'm sorry, design piece. We have paper in it, and if anyone wants to leave us a note when they come over for oh, a visit... It works. There's ink in it and everything? It, yes. Cool. Oh, that's cool. If I want to pull out a little murder she wrote... Yes, right. Because you I know, mean, that I is one of your because I'm an old lady, I know. <laughs> he loved, didn't you go on a bender where you were watching that? Yes. We watched every episode except the last two, and they took it off Netflix. Mm. Oh. She had upgraded to a word processor. <laughs> <at that point. laughs> oh, my God. My grandma used to love that show. Two thirds uh. of the kids could identify a videotape, like a VHS? Yeah, 60% could identify a cassette. But when it came to a floppy disk, 
67% of the kids could not identify. Didn't know what the hell they were looking at. What is this? Are we talking yeah. five and a quarter? Mm-hmm. With the hole in the middle? Yep. And oh, yeah. 71% got a, got a look at an overhead projector, had no idea what the hell it was or what it did. Wow. That was the greatest day at school when you were selected to turn the knob on the overhead projector. Oh, no, my. you're talking about the film strip. This oh, is different. This well, is different. Yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to yeah, see, tell the difference you don't either. Even know. My mom was a teacher, and that's if I had to go hang out with her. Like after school, yeah. she would let me play with the overhead projector, and that was a big. Is that the deal. one that puts it on the wall? Mm-hmm. And you yeah, like, writing on it with a marker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here is the number one item that they didn't know what they were looking at. Eighty-six hmm. percent had no idea what a pager was. Oh. Uh, beat me. I love a the pager. pager. Yeah. 86% of kids between 6 and 18 years old had no idea. I'll tell you, wow. I bet I still have one somewhere in my parents' basement. I probably do, too. It was a big day when I went to get a pager. We went to this place in Latonia that was called Rob's Video. And you would go in, and they had an entire display of pagers that you could get. And that was the best. You paid your, whatever, $99, and then it was like nine ninety nine a month. For unlimited pages. Mm. Did you all have pagers? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. one that went, do-do-do-do-do, I did not have a pager. No. My mom was like, why do you have that? Those are for drug dealers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's for important people, too. Oh, look, I got to return this one. I got a 911 on it. <laughs> all right, Cincinnati's Q102. It's Jeff and Jenna. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Friday, 735, 42 degrees. Going to warm up to 70 today with a sun cloud mix. Right now, 46, Jeff and Jen. So modern dating. Let's face it. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. It's like 93% mind games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently the big trend in dating now is not the one-night stand. It's not the one-night hookup. Now it's the several-night stand. <laughs> That's where you hang out with someone a few times a week, get it on with them, mm-hmm. but you never define your relationship at all. Oh, yeah. And I know a handful of people that are in that kind of relationship really right common, now. really isn't it? Yeah. So... You know, if you ask him, like, are you dating? No. Are you a couple? No. Neither? Well, both? No. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But you know if you ask, it's going to ruin everything, so you don't. You just torture yourself. That's dating now. Can you believe that? I do believe it. I lived it. (laughs) Rich wrote the book on it, actually. Well, I mean, seriously, like, Scott and I were friends without any definition for probably over a year. 
Right. And it just ended up being like, are you sleeping with anybody else? Because I feel like I kind of stopped. And he was like, yes, I am still sleeping with someone else. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good. <laughs> and then you're like, well, are you going to stop it? And I, well, I wish you would stop doing that because I stopped doing that. So you should probably stop doing that, too. And he was like, OK. And oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to like the year after oh, the conversation. <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel like most relationships when I was dating were yeah i thought i was in a relationship they thought they were not right <laughs> Isn't it weird how that goes like that yes uh texting and driving is pretty rampant still despite all the public service announcements and uh <laughs> shaming mm, it drives me nuts you always got to worry about people texting and driving now no matter what time of the day it is someone driving you Driving well, you near you, probably you doing it. when you're coming up behind somebody who's weaving a bit, or you you just know. Oh, my favorite is when they're sitting at a green light. Oh yeah, and, and I see what they're know. doing. Oh, that just makes my head explode. Well, at least they're doing it when the car isn't moving. And right. They probably think, well, somebody will let me know if it turns green. Yeah, a new study just figured out when it's at its peak each day. A hands-free texting app called Drive Mode looked at the timestamps of about 7 million texts that were sent last year, and people were most likely to text and drive during the evening rush hour. Sure. And it makes sense because you're more likely to be texting about dinner plans or meeting up with friends at that point than than during your morning commute. Uh, But on average, we send around seven text messages between 5 and 6 p.m., and about six of those texts... Per hour uh, during our, let's see, yeah, seven text messages between 5 and 6 p.m. and about six text messages an hour during the morning commute, which does not sound like a huge difference, but it does mean there's about 15% more texting and driving going on during your trip home than your drive to work for whatever that's worth. Mm -hmm. You just don't feel like talking to anybody in the morning. Yeah. Um, I've heard Jen mention a few times she's ready to move. Right? Ready to sell your house? Well, I think about it. I mean, there are, I I love my house. I love my neighborhood. It's just more house than I need. And the drive is really long. Mm -hmm. I know. I was just talking to my buddy Rick last night. He's got a big ass house in Melrose, Massachusetts. His daughter's grown. She's left the house. Mm -hmm. It's just him and his wife. And he says, we we gotta, we gotta get out of here. You know, we just, it's more house than we need. Want to cash in when the, while the market's hot. Mm-hmm. I said, great. When are you doing that? He goes, I don't know. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eventually. You got to get I it ready. about how much work it's going mm-hmm. to be. That's to what he said. that beast. It's just, and it's just, oh, oh, there are so many things that I haven't done. I've been in the house for 15 years. So it is due for a kitchen upgrade and probably the bathrooms and I need new shutters, and the deck needs some work. Yeah, yeah. a lot of work. Plus, you have to get all that stuff together for showings. Oh, my God. If you can't walk through my basement since the flood down there. Yeah. I mean, it was bad before, but it's still, I mean, it just, ugh. Well, You're going to die in there, aren't you? His I thing am. is that. <laughs> Curl up in a ball next week and just surrender. <laughs> well, his thing is that he's got a tree in his kitchen. Because it went plowing through his roof during no. the last nor'easter. Oh, really? So well, that'll do it. He's got that to deal with. He had he has homeowners insurance, 
Oh, wow. And the insurance company will pay for it, but because there was so much damage from these storms, everybody's so busy. It's, oh, it's, it's how you put forever. it in the listing, so he could just call that true New England green living. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Jen, you just put sell as is on yours. <laughs> yeah. Jacob and Jen included. <laughs> no, selling as is, which means you don't have to do anything. Right. Do they uh, teach you that in, in realtor no. school, like how to cleverly word stuff? No. You I feel like you lose out. so that's much an, money that way. You just make it up on your own? That's an art. Oh, yeah, you do. But I'm just being realistic. But he made the point, and this is what a <laughs> lot of people say, <laughs> that the vast majority of us would rather keep on living in spaces we hate just to avoid having to pack a bunch of boxes and carry a couch. That's the thing, too, is I don't hate my house. I love my house. And... I'm tired of driving. 67% of people say they would definitely or probably move if it wasn't such a hassle. And they legitimately don't like where they live right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'd get out of here if I really hate where I live. I just, I'm too See, Jeff, this is the smart overwhelmed thing. Overwhelmed to move. move. Well, you move so off, often. I mean, we've been here 15 years. How many different places have you lived? Uh, let's see. While you're doing the math. 8171 Shelton Lane, 2131 Fulton Avenue, three, four, five, six, yeah, probably six or seven places. Six or seven. Yeah. See, if you're moving I move every, every three to five years. Not even. Um, Less than that. years, seven, that's every two. Um, yeah, it. when you're moving that frequently, you purge yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You I do. get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. I have 15 years of accumulation yep. in one location. Oh. You need to just do what I do and put it in your parents' basement. Just send it to their house. They don't have room in their basement. (laughs) Their basement's full of their crap. I move pretty often. they have lived there for 52 years. Yeah, see, that's crazy. But I will tell you, I have moved often, but not as much as Jeff. And I do think that there is something liberating about getting getting rid of that stuff. It really is, guys. It's just things. It's just material possessions. Mm -hmm. Especially when you look at it and you're like, oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. And if you've managed all these years without even realizing it was gone. Then get rid of it. Then lose it. Why keep it? Why hold on to it? It's just it's just weight around your neck. At least that's what it feels like to me. And the top four things that actually will motivate us to move, to put it on the market and go. Number one, we need a cheaper place. So the economics will dictate mm-hmm. that. Number two. A job that you have to move for. Maybe a terrible neighbor. Or we need a better place for our pet. Even that's a motivator. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And uh, one more thing from the survey. 39% of people have lied to a friend to get out of helping them move. Well, I just have a, a rule. I don't help friends move. That's a rule. That's a Tim rule. <laughs> and I've told people that. They're like, you're a jerk. I'm like, hey, you know how many people I've helped move who never returned the favor? I'm not doing it. I'm done. Although there are exceptions. A couple. Yeah. Would you help me move to him? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but but if you asked there, you know, maybe had pizza and beer. Yeah. He'll watch your cats while you move. No, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would love to put Joe and Gracie in a room with Steve and see no. how that goes. <laughs> how does Steve feel about cats or other animals? I don't know. He's pretty laid back. He's just like, oh, He's there cool they are. Let's cool. just put like Steve and Merle and Gracie and Joe and 
Let's do it. Penelope in one big room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves animals, man. She would go right after them. Oh, Merle would love her. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.